0: Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is the award-winning author Julie Cannon. Hi, Julie.
1: Hi, Anita. How are you today?
0: I am well. How are you?
1: I'm I'm not too bad. Thank you very much. Thank you, uh, and thank you for inviting me to uh, to be on your podcast today. I'm really excited about it.
0: Hey, well, thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited as well. We've oh. never we've never met. We've never spoken, have we? Not
1: that I'm aware of. Have you been? You know, unless you've been to a GCLS event or something that we kind of bumped into each other. I don't believe so. No. Yeah, I I have read. Um,
0: it's unusual that that we haven't met. I've met a lot of. Um, the uh, especially the bold stroke book authors um, uh-huh. but yeah i've been to i've been to one golden crown um, and uh, yeah and i've read all, all your books i think but yeah oh
1: great thank you yeah. did you go to the one in pittsburgh
0: um No, actually, no, (laughs) that would make sense that I would go to that one since it's It's
1: kind of in your backyard. Yeah.
0: But but no, actually, we went to the one in Portland. We flew across the country.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, well, you know, a change of pace is good for everybody. There you
0: go. That was a fun Uh time. That was a fun, do you, do you generally go to those? Do you attend those?
1: And you know, it, it depends on where they are and what's going on in my life at the time. Um, You know, I've been to probably four or five of them. I'd love to go every year, but sometimes it's just, it's just not doable. It's not workable for what, you know, with my job and everything, so.
0: Yeah, I totally understand that. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, you are not uh, only an author, um, but you have another, another career, I'll say, um and you have a family, uh, a partner, kids right uh-huh. you have yes, all, I do you have all this stuff going on um yeah. and it's amazing to me that you find time to write um How, how do you manage? you know
1: the uh, there's there's a little more relief now because my three kids are 37 and my uh, my youngest two are um, 19. so and and they've just started, college. So I, there's a lot more time now than there was certainly before when I started writing. But at the time, I started, I was doing a lot of traveling for the company I was with, a lot of international travel. and those are some long flights to Singapore and Hong Kong and
0: oh yeah, um,
1: you know, Brussels. So there was some long flights, and I did a lot of my writing there and um, and in the hotel room. And when I was walking around the different cities I would get motivated and always I always had a pad of paper or, or a little notebook and a pen with me and and would write there. And then just taking the time in the evening. It's all about getting into a routine. And it's amazing what you can do in just an hour or two here or there or sitting at softball practice or Cheerleading practice, or you know, something that you kind of have to go to. You just you just squeeze it in and find time. Or actually, a boring meeting that always helps too. <laughs> really, <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. You just kind of like you know, be be real, be real careful about what you're doing and the kind of notes that you're making. But so, sometimes, you know, motivation um, strikes in the oddest places. Sometimes you're thinking, you know, I drew, I did I could get a great scene out of this or this or this. And so I don't necessarily write the scene, but I certainly make notes about things that I could do and mm-hmm. um, things like that. So it comes in, it comes in all different, all, all different ways. Well, that's great.
0: And so do you uh-huh. um, get ideas from conversations that maybe you're listening to or, uh, you know, things that are happening around you? You
1: know, I really don't. Um, but what, what I do is, I will kind of um, live my characters in some cases. Like, there'll be something going on, and I'll think, what would Elliot do in this case? Or what would she say? And what would, you know, Andrea say in this case? Would she, she say this or that? Or how would that look? And so I kind of, I live my life vicariously through my characters sometimes instead of the other way around.
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, obviously that works for you because you have a whole slew of of published novels. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, how many do you have out?
1: I have um 19 books out now and um five five or six short stories that have been published in some other books. So I started in 2007 with Come and Get Me my first one and my last one was published um, in January, excuse me, in uh, February of this year. And that book was um, Shut Up and Kiss Me. So I've got 19 out and a bunch of short stories.
0: Okay. So um, Shut Up and Kiss Me is your most most recent one?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And and that came out this just this year? Correct. It came out in February, yeah. Okay. All right. And do you have mm-hmm. anything else on the horizon? Anything you're working on? Any?
1: I, I do. I've got a couple of ideas bouncing around. Um, I've got about Thirty thousand words down in one, and typically my my stories are about sixty to seventy thousand words. Um, so I'm I'm maybe halfway through, maybe a third of the way through. I'm just I'm trying to kind of work things out in my head and what what I want to do about this and how about that. So I don't I don't have a set publish date yet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a little bit further down the road before I. You know, call my editor and say, OK, I've got one for you and it'll be ready by this date.
0: So so you write about all different topics like, um, you know, you'll write about a corporate person. You'll write about mm-hmm. um, a performer, an artist, uh, a surfer, a golfer. Right. Mm-hmm. So are these all bits and pieces of you or are they people, you know, or are they just totally fabricated?
1: Um, a little bit of all of the above. Certainly, the corporate life is is me. Um, except for my people in my corporate life don't know Julie Cannon is me. But that's you know, that, that's uh, they don't. okay.
0: They don't and, at all. No, they don't. So you keep they those it's, those two lives totally separate.
1: I, I do. Okay. I do. You know, Julie Cannon is a pseudonym. Uh huh. Um, I do. I, I keep them separate. It's just it's It's not that I'm ashamed of what I do mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, you know, I'm in a position that people just don't need to know. and they're mm-hmm. going to draw conclusions. And, you know, unfortunately, romance always has a gets a bad rap of being, you know, smut and you know, sex books and all that kind of baloney.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I, I I don't need people looking at me and thinking that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone asks, which they haven't, but if anyone would, I would say, yes, that's me. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, like, I, I don't tell everybody, like, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm, you know, an award-winning writer under a pseudonym, and I've written 20, I, I mean, that's not, that's just not what I do. Okay. Uh, other people do and and are. In... Oh, are you ready? Yep. Oh, Okay. So, you know, some of them are me. Some of them are things that I've just, have just popped into my head. Um, uh, You know, some, one of them I heard a phrase to an an old song and and thought, you know, that'd make a great book. That'd make a great title for a book. What kind of story could I build around that? Or, um, you know, how, you know, there was a a typhoon in uh, Thailand, you know. That make a really interesting book about something and what they had to struggle with. So some of it comes from things that are going on, things that I just might pick up in the news. It could be, like I said, a lyric in a song, just a simple phrase in a song mm-hmm. um, that catches my eye or, or, or catches my attention. And then I think, how how can I build something around that? So it comes in just a you know a, just a variety of different ways. Okay,
0: so uh-huh. so how is Julie, the Les Fick writer, different from Julie, the corporate person? <laughs>
1: um, what did you ask me? So, um, so
0: how is Julie, the, the Les Fick author, different from Julie, the corporate person?
1: Oh, okay. Um, I think... Julie, the Lesfic offer is much more spontaneously witty. Always has the perfect comeback at that particular instant, um, because you know the great thing about being an author is you have days to come back with the perfect comeback or right. the perfect put down or the phrase or things like that.
0: Right, um,
1: and you yeah, can go so back and edit <laughs> exactly exactly now what's the better word for that I'm not sure so I'll just put this down here as a placeholder and then I'll go back and figure out what it is that I need to do with it uh, but I think as a as a as a person um, you know we're both the same it's just a different name that I use for a different piece of my life mm-hmm. um, you know we're both we're not we're not that different she's she's not really my alter ego because Mm -hmm. i am a romantic at heart anyway um i believe in romance it like makes my heart flutter um i love to read it i love to write it it's just kind of what that's kind of what i am so um we're we're a lot more alike than i think different
0: oh that's nice that's Uh nice
1: and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Either. <laughs> I'm a sappy
0: romantic. <laughs> well, that that must you know be why your books are so popular because um, you know you're a, a good seller, right? Your your books sell mm-hmm. well, um, and uh-huh. you've been writing since 2000 or published since 2007. Right. Um, but when when did you first start writing?
1: I started writing probably sometime in early 2006, late 2005. Um, I have never been a writer. When you talk to a lot of authors, they're like, oh yeah, I wrote all kinds of short stories and I used to doodle in a in a journal and all that kind of stuff. I, I never did that. I was a voracious reader and, and still am. And I was, I had a job once where I was bored to death and I needed to look busy. I just, I didn't have enough to do and I needed to look busy Uh at my computer. So I just started typing. I thought, you know, I bet I could write a book. I could bet I could write, you know, write a book, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a good one, but, and and I need to look busy. So I just pulled up my computer and just started with, you know, the sun was peeking over the horizon when she pulled out of the drive. And it just kind of started from there. So I would go home every day and, and, um, and tell my wife, Laura, this is what I wrote today. And, you know, it could just be a chapter or half a chapter or part of something. And some days I wasn't able to do anything. And it just kind of started from there. So I just kept on with it. And then I got it all done. And then she said, you know, you, you should publish that. You should you know see if someone will, will publish it. And I went out and I looked at all the websites of the of the publishers. And at that time, it was Bold Strokes and Bella Books. There wasn't there wasn't much else out there. There might have been one or two other smaller um, publishing houses. But what I did was I looked at what were the submission requirements, and I followed them to the letter in how you submit things, and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what the hell they'll either say this okay or they'll you know send me the thank you but no thank you letter yeah and that's just kind of how i got that's just kind of how i got started and um i just had just had a whole once i started with that it just kind of opened the floodgates there was just all these stories that just wanted to come out and that's that's basically how i got started
0: so you submitted um, come and get me was that it
1: mm-hmm. And right I submitted come and get me to bold strokes right
0: and that was your first story you wrote and yes. and they accepted it
1: yes they did that and is I was, awesome I was stunned I was absolutely stunned um, because you know you hear all these stories about you know uh, authors sending their works and they get rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter and I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting it Mm-hmm. And I remember I was driving to work one day and the phone rang um, uh, and I, I'm, you know, I answered it. And this woman said, is this Julie Cannon? And I said, yes, because mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody knew me by that name, mm-hmm. but, but, but bold strokes. I said, yes. And she said, this is Len Barrett. I'm the publisher of bold stroke books. And at the time, I hate to admit this. I did not know that Radcliffe and Lynn Barrett were the same person. Okay, that makes I sense. I, I just didn't, I didn't know that. Sure. I read all Rad's books, but I didn't connect the two. Mm-hmm. She said, I'd like to talk to you about your submission. I said, hang on a minute, let me pull over. So I pulled into a strip mall <laughs> parking lot, and my hands are shaking. I will that. And, you know, she said, we, we read your manuscript. She said, um, um, we like the story. She said, it needs work. But we like the story, and i like to talk to you about publishing it with Bold Strokes Books. And I was like, uh, uh, awesome. And, and I think, <laughs> you know, any other author that you probably have interviewed and will continue to interview, the first time they get a call like that, you're absolutely dumbfounded. Yeah. Like, I can't – I don't know what I was expecting. I submitted it hoping it would be published, and now it's being published, and I, I'm speechless.
0: Yeah. Um. That's so understandably so, you know, yeah, that's Uh an amazing thing.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the the things that I really liked about bull strokes and what Rad had said at the time was, um, you know, you can teach anyone the craft of writing, Um, you know, like how you format a story and the arch of the arc of the character and this and that, whatever. She said, but it's very difficult to teach somebody how to tell a story. So if you can tell a story, we can put the craft to it and make it a good book. Um, And so she said, you know, would you, do you have any others in, you know, in the works? And I said, well, I've got something else I'm working on because, like I said, these just kind of kept coming. (laughs) And she said, well, I'm going to hook you up with an editor, one of our editors, and she'll get with you. I'll send you a contract out and we'll go from there. And I, you know, like I said, I think that happened in probably early 2006 because the editing process took a long time because it was a great story, but it was really crap in terms uh-huh. of, of craft. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so it took a lot of a lot of editing, which is true, I think, for you know, first time authors and even multiple authors for, authors for that matter. Sure. Um, so that's that's kind of how it kicked off from there.
0: Wow. That's great. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, You know, I
1: tell Rad that I was like, like, Oh oh my God, who? And then when I made the (laughs) connection, it's like, Oh, I was more excited. I was talking to Radcliffe than I was, that I was talking to Len Barrett.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That was great. (laughs) Really? So, um, that was come and get me and come and Mm -hmm. get me after all that. um, Actually, was a Golden Crown finalist, um, not only for one award, but actually for two. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty amazing for your first ever published novel, right? Um, Right. and, And, you know, how did that feel? You're coming out of the starting gate and, you know, you didn't even really expect that you would get a call. Um, Uh and then you're up for two awards. Uh,
1: Yeah, it was, um, equally mind blowing. I was up for, um, romance of the year and, uh, debut author of the year. And I was, I, I had no idea. I had, first of all, I I barely knew what the GCLS was for starters. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to be—I ha- I went to my first um, GCLS convention. I think it was in Atlanta or something before uh, "Come and Get Me" came out. And then the following year, obviously, I went because I was up for that award. But I was—I was, you know. And when people, when you see award ceremonies and people say, "I really wasn't expecting this," it, it was so true. I was not expecting any kind of nomination like that. It was my first book for crying out loud. Yeah, I. I, I I thought it was pretty good. I thought the story was really good. Um, You know, I got a lot of comments and and people writing me and, and it was selling fabulously, but I, I I didn't think it was worthy of a, of a finalist nomination for the GCLS. So I was completely stunned. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting because then that, I don't want to say that sets the bar, but it kind of does. Yeah, sure it does. And, and well, and I've written many books that I thought were better books that I that I just thought were were better that weren't nominated as as a finalist. And I, well, why isn't that this one not? I thought this one this one was really really good. So mm-hmm. it's all about timing. What else is out there? Um, that sort of thing. So I was just stunned. Um, to, to say the least and I'm thinking okay, what do I say if I win and and I didn't which you know, I read the book of the woman that, that did and it was fabulous as well. Um, so it was just it was an, it was also just an absolute honor um, and I think it was a direct uh, I, I complimented my uh, my editor uh, at the time was Jennifer Knight and because the the author writes the story and the editor creates, um, turns the story into something that the readers will read. Okay. So it's all about it's all about the editing process and moving scenes and paragraphs and add a little bit here or take this out or or things like that. So I really, um, uh, you know, Jennifer Knight was the one that really helped me get that book to where it was. Is she
0: still your your editor? No, she's not.
1: I've been through um, several editors at Bold Strokes. My current editor is um, Shelley Thrasher. Oh, okay. And um, she, she, yeah, she's an author herself. Yeah. Um, and did you interview her on one of your podcasts? I have not. Okay. No, no, you I'm... have not. Okay. She um, oh, and it's tough because she um was an English professor <laughs> uh-uh. at a college. So, well, you talk <laughs> about commas and periods and you know dangling participles and those kinds of things that I really didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's my current editor. She's been my editor probably. I don't know maybe the last 7 or 8 books quite a while yeah. uh, quite a while we work well together. So um, and the editing process has gotten much easier as I've gone through them because I've learned that much more as I as I've written too.
0: Yeah, that's what you know most authors will will tell me that you know they've really learned and grown from that whole mm-hmm. editing process. huh. Um, so that's, right. that's great.
1: Well, and you know if your editor is doing a good job they'll explain something versus just change it if it Mm -hmm. you know if it's one of those things that needs explaining like I moved this scene further later in the book because you know you know this this or this oh okay that makes sense okay I get it or the last time she scolded me about something or another so I better not have that happen in this book and Mm -hmm. so you try to you uh, I at least try real hard to learn from, um, the changes that, that they make or that Shelley makes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that makes, makes me obviously a much better author. It makes her job a whole lot easier. It makes the publisher's job a whole lot easier because your publishing timeline is based on a, a variety of factors. One of which is how long it's going to take to get through the editorial process.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: um, You know, I just, I I try to learn. I try not to embarrass myself and make the same mistakes twice.
0: And I imagine that Shelly is a good editor um, because of her background in teaching. So Uh she is teaching Uh you as she goes along.
1: Right, right. And she herself has published, I think, three or four books herself. Okay. um, Just recently in the last couple of years. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that makes her a good editor.
0: Mm -hmm. So was that... um, like having that nomination from your first book, did that like motivate you to want to be better um, or was it like, uh, you know, kind of, Oh boy, I did this and, and now I have to live up to this and uh, <laughs> that can be a scary
1: thing. You know, it, I, I was already motivated to do it. Um, so I, I had just, I just kept writing and writing and writing. Um, when when one of my books was nominated for a Lammy for the first time, okay, uh, Rescue Me was in 2012, and the Lammy, the way I explain it to my friends is like the the Oscars. It's it's the book event, the the book recognition event of the LGBT community, and GCLS is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's primarily for um, you know for lesbians. But the Lammy is much broader in scope. And when that when uh, Rescue Me was was a, a finalist, I thought, wow, I got to make sure that everything after that, you know, is up to par. Because yeah. when you are a finalist, people will pull that book and say, wow, if this is a finalist. It's obviously pretty good. So let me read it. And then the ones after that, you're hoping are people are not disappointed by what they've read. After that, wow. the the challenge with that is by the time Rescue Me became known as a Lamy Award, I'd already written the next one, and it was already you know in the editorial process. So, you know, sometimes timing doesn't work out.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: it it I like I said, I just don't want to embarrass myself in front of, of my fans or anyone who who picks up my book, and um, you know, the second time. I was nominated for the Lamy as well back in uh, 2018 for Wishing on a Dream. It was uh, it was the same thought process was, okay, the next one I, I really need to make sure that these are really good quality work. Wow. So do you go to those? Those are in, in
0: New York, correct?
1: They are in New York, right. Um, I went I went to the first one, yes, because how could you not go? Yeah. I mean, how can you not go Come to Lambie's? <laughs> and I didn't win. So, the second time came up, and I was a finalist, Mm -hmm. and I said, I'm not going because I'm not going to win. And if I go, I won't win. Uh, So, I'm not going. And we, um, my sister said, come on, let's go. You and me, I've never been to New York, let's go. So, she convinced me to go. My wife, Laura, she didn't want to go. She said, no, I don't want to go um, to New York at the time, and she had something going on that she actually couldn't make it. So, I took my sister and um, still didn't win, but it's it's just something that, you know, it's such an honor to be nominated that I, I would go if, you know, if and when I'm nominated again, I, I will go again. Because you don't go to win because you're going to win. You go because it's such an honor to be nominated yeah. and be in a room full of people that you're like, wow, look at these people you know look who they are
0: yeah your your peers are you know you're among your peers and uh and they're all very talented um you know right uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's that's awesome congratulations yeah that's really thank great. you yeah mm-hmm. um so i'm um, I'm looking at like your your list of of published works right and mm-hmm. and sometimes <clears throat> you have like more than one book published in a year. Mm-hmm. How does that? How do you do that?
1: Well, like I said, publishing is is based on a variety of of factors. One of which is um, how many authors does the publishing house have? How many books can they print each each month? How many can they get out the door each month? What's their editorial time? What's their editorial cycle? I mean, um, you know, how many they don't want to release. Five romance novels in one month. They want to release three, a couple of sci-fi's, and maybe some action adventure or something. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of different things that the pub houses look at when they determine when things are going to be published. In the beginning, um, that was in you know in 2006, 2007. That was when Bold Strokes was really just starting to get their feet under them mm-hmm. and there were not a lot of authors Mm -hmm. in the stable, so to speak. Um, and so anything that, that anyone, anything that was ready to go, it immediately went out because they, at that time it was maybe two or three books a month. Now it's, I think 10 or something. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that's, that's one of the factors. The second thing is because the cycle is so long, so you write it, it takes, you know, anywhere between four to however long, many months to write it. It usually takes me about six months-ish to write it. Then it goes to your editor. The editing process could take another three months, four months, five months, depends on what else is going on. Then they've got to get it on the publishing cycle. Then they got to publish it. Then they got to get it out. So really from start to finish, you're looking at an 18 to 24-month lead time. Wow, And so I had, you know, so I, I, I wrote, come and get me, um, and then sent it in. And then while I was waiting, I was writing more things. And then while I was waiting for, um, my editor to get with me, I kept writing. And then once we cleaned that up, then I kept writing on the next one. And, and my second book was, was, I was finished with it before, you know, come and get me was even published. Because it just, it moved along that fast. So, okay. so it, it's also a timing thing. So something was, you know, it, something will come out in November and then something will come out in February and then in the following September. So it, it's, like I said, there's a lot of things that go into the, the, the timing things that go into when things come out. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we have control over it. Sometimes we don't. A lot of things, I know Rad tries to um, push some things out. For GCLS or for, um, you know, we try to get things published a little early for P-Town events, things like that. So there's, you know, and and who are the authors that are coming to GCLS and do we want to maybe move their pub date up or back a little because of that? So, like I said, there's just a variety of of, of different things.
0: Okay, so it's not necessarily that you, like, wrote five books in one year. It's just uh, they just happen to be published perhaps maybe within the same year.
1: Yes. And, and at the time, like I said, back in the beginning, uh-huh. there weren't many, there weren't many authors. So whatever we wrote and was ready to go, it, <laughs> it went the press. Now, now, now I got to stand in line because I think Bold Strokes has, I don't know, maybe 150 authors, wow. 120 maybe. I'm not sure how many. And that, not all of them are active. Right. But when you look at the ones, you know, the books that are published every month, there's, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. So I got to find my spot in line so
0: okay. to speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, in, I'm, um, I'm just looking at the dates and in 2012, um, you didn't have anything published. Uh, uh-huh. was there like something going on that year or was it just the way things fell?
1: Oh, wow, I mean, 2012 was a long time ago. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> but I I think it really was the way things fell. Um, you know, Rescue Me was was published in December of 2011. Oh, okay. And then my next one was in April of 13. So I don't know if if and the one before that was um, Breaker's Passion that was in January of 11. So I had one in January of 11 and one in December. I don't. I just don't know if. If Bold Stroke said, you know, we don't have enough in the month of December, so let's get it in there, or we have too much in January, so let's move it back. I, I don't know what the, you know, what the deal was, but, um, and then the next one I remember just came out in April of 13. And some, some books have just taken longer for me to write. I've either struggled with them. I can't figure out what the hell's going on in this story Mm -hmm. um, or what I want to go on in the story, or I can't write for a period of time. Um, There was about three months where I had broken my thumb and it was very, very difficult to type and I just couldn't. So that slowed things down quite a bit. So uh, again, there was just, I I don't know what was going on at that period of time, but were just some some examples of what could have been going on yeah
0: yeah wow mm-hmm. so um do you uh do you have any plans to go to provincetown this year
1: uh, i don't um, we laura and i went maybe four or five years ago and we we really enjoyed it it was our first time we really enjoyed it um october is just a bad time at work for me and it's just really really hard to to get away. And, um, it, it's a, Provincetown is a beautiful town. I wish it was just a little earlier when everything was still open. (laughs) So there was things to do and it wasn't so cold and windy and at least, at least when we went, it was cold and windy and, you know, winter was right there on the edge of the, uh, um, at the edge of the, the, the waves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and there just wasn't a lot to do other than book, stuff which is which is fabulous mm-hmm. um and yes. it just it, it just it just hasn't worked out has it worked out after the and quite frankly it's a pain in the neck to get there too yeah um yeah
0: really so, if you're flying in it's uh it's a little bit difficult but if you drive it's yeah. not so bad yeah
1: right um, right
0: yeah i try to hit you know, it every and, couple of years and, and it, last year it was like just it, i think it rained the entire time uh
1: mm-hmm. it's it's probably hit and miss yeah yeah and Yeah. So I, I'd rather go to like, like a GCLS or, um, Mm -hmm. a couple of times the timing was right that I was able to go to like a book, a, a major book event in, in Europe. Um, and where you could really have workshops and meet with fans and talk to people and, you know, that sort of thing. And where it's a little easier to kind of work your way through it over the course of a couple of days. Um, but we every year we talk about P Town. Are we going to go to P Town this year? Mm, no, and you know our our uh, um, we've got one kid that is a sophomore in, in college, and we have one that just started as a freshman in college. Oh boy, well, maybe we need maybe we need to be here a little bit to kind of help through this transition period, and so it's just not working out this year.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, so do you uh-huh. do you like to hear from your readers, Julie? I do.
1: I really do. Um, the good and the bad okay I, I've had I've had a lot of obviously you know, some very positive comments. this is great. Um, you know, write some more. can you write a sequel? can you you know do this and that? And then I have people that have said, you know, there was some you know, four misspellings in this book, and it really ruined the book for me. Wow, okay, I'm sorry about that. you know our our um you know, we have proofreaders—probably ten people—that proofread the book before it before it goes to press. Uh-huh. And everybody can transform from and form, or manager and manger. Yeah, and, you know the yep. things your brain just misses, and sometimes it just—I mean, it happens. Yeah, it does. Uh, but uh, whoa! So, so what? the entire—you didn't like the story. You didn't like the, the character struggled. And work to get happily ever after because there was some typos in the book. Yeah, okay, and I, and, I, and I do reply back to everybody. Do you? you know, thanks for your comments, your feedback. Um, you know, what what did you like most about this character? Have you read anything else? What's your favorite book? Um, you know, any thoughts or ideas of what I should do in the future and that kind of thing? So I, I love to hear from them. You know, reviews occasionally I'll glance at them, but. Um, I think a lot of people don't read them. They, um, they some of them can be can be downright cruel. Yeah, and, I would um, say that
0: would be a little intimidating.
1: Yeah, and and I have some. I have read some that are are like that. And I'm thinking, what book did they read? But <laughs> and you know, if, if 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 that's not your genre, then you shouldn't complain about how sappy and happily ever after it it was yeah um and and everybody has their opinion and that's and that's you know that's obviously okay um so but no i do love to hear from from readers and um i do reply back to them and some as far as india some readers have said you know thank god for online books because now i can read more i've never been able to get anything where i live that's great, um, or it's prohibitive, or things like that. So we certainly are reaching out to a lot, um, a lot more readers with ebooks for sure. Yeah, this podcast
0: and, actually reaches uh, a lot of different countries. So, yes, uh,
1: yeah, definitely. It, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it's great. Um, yeah, and as up. we if we can get, you know, good lesbian stories out there, even even bad, poorly written ones, people still will they gobble them up because yeah. it's just what it's what people are looking for, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the long winded answer to your question is yes. I love to hear from, um, from my readers.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, and, you know, to follow up to that, you know, I really subscribed something. My parents always told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And I really, I don't understand uh, people who, you know, if you don't like romance, why would you read it and then criticize the author? Um. I just, I don't understand that. Um, yeah. You know,
1: and- yeah, unless it's unless it's some constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had won My book um, uh, because of you. It was set in Colombia, and I'm embarrassed to admit that Colombia was misspelled in the entire book <laughs> because the country Colombia is spelled different than Colombia. Uh-huh. There's an O versus a U, and. Every person that read that book in the proofing yes. missed it, or or actually they didn't know who who knew. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I got blasted for that from wow. people who who did know, and and rightfully so, because we we all should have done our research a little better. I I assume this is what it was. Um, so you know, if it's constructive criticism, that's you know, that's, I'll take that. Right. Sure. Um, and, yeah. and again, it's, it's what it is, what it's about, who it's from, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I don't, you know, I, I love hearing from people.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And how would someone get a hold mm-hmm. of you? How, what's the best way to reach you then?
1: They can certainly, um, go to my website, which is com. I am okay. so blessed to be able to have that website address. It makes it really simple. Yeah. Um, However, and, and it, there's a link at the bottom of that page that um, tells you how to get in contact with me. You can just click on that. But my email address is juliecannonauthor at gmail.com.
0: Okay, great. And um, mm-hmm. can they go to the Bold Strokes uh, website as well? Is there a link there for your, your email address?
1: Yes, there is. Okay, okay, great. Right. You can you can go to that site. You can, you know, search for my name. It'll, it pulls up my profile, and there's just a ton of information on there.
0: Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So thank you so much, Julie, for being with us. Um, we're we're you're welcome.
1: So, so, so I have a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why do you do what you do? Oh boy. Why do you do these podcasts? Because how did you get started? I'm just curious. How did you get started, and and why do you do it? Um. So
0: I will say, about ten years ago, I met Rad, and um, just was amazed by what she was doing uh, for, you know, the LGBTQ fiction world, um, you know, and, uh, really just wanted to support authors. Um, Uh and also, um, I think a lot of, a lot of younger people, uh, I'll say young adults, emerging adults, uh, a lot of them don't even know that this genre exists, Um, Uh and, and so I'm hoping that through a podcast, they learn about it because they do know about podcasts, right. Um, Uh and, um, you know, that they'll, they'll pick up a book and, and start reading and, and, you know, be hooked and keep reading. Um, and it's important, uh, I think it's important for, um, us as, you know, a population, um, that, uh. You know, the LGBT uh, work is out there and uh, available.
1: And, and I, I think you're so right because the the, the access to the information and their material, whatever that may be, is is limited mm-hmm. um, to a lot of people. Um, and the just the way that we communicate with each other anymore is so different as well. Mm-hmm. With podcasts and anybody can listen to a podcast in the middle of on the subway and nobody knows what you're listening to right and it's nobody's business and you can find out a lot of information and that's how you find out different things that you may not have been exposed to before like somebody might listen to me and and hear bold strokes books they might listen to me because they subscribe to your podcast Mm -hmm. and they'll hear bold strokes books and they'll think who are they Mm -hmm. and then they'll google it and go oh, my God, look at all these books. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, something that any one of your other podcasts had, had said. You know, when you, um, I believe you interviewed uh, uh, Greg Heron, is that? Yep. Is that right? Yeah, I did. So, you know, and so people could go, I had no idea there was this. Or I'm going to tell my brother or something. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I really agree that it's just, an. it's, a, it's another way of getting, um, messages, um, help, hope, uh, let letting people know that we're everywhere and you're not alone and here's just lots of different things. Um, so I, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great that you do it.
0: Thanks. Thanks. It's fun too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I get yeah, to... That's why
1: I write. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So, all right. So that okay. is all the time we have for today. Um. Thanks again to Julie Cannon for being with us today. And uh, you can look for her most recent uh, book that came out in was it February, right? Mhm. Yes. Okay. And mm-hmm.
1: um that... I do have a well, one one last shameless plug. I do have for um it. something coming out in January. I published um a a kind of mini novel in um, a group uh, of books called the boss of her. And oh, I published yeah. with three other authors, I read or that. Me, two other authors Yeah, uh, with uh, uh, Aurora Ray and um, M. Ulrich. And it was just it, every, each one of us wrote a story about a boss and employee relationship. Yeah. And then that was released back in April of 18. And, um, what we're also doing is uh, bullstrokes Strokes is publishing each of those stories as a standalone. Okay. So mine, um, it's called uh, For Your Eyes Only. That'll be out in uh, January of 20.
0: Oh, and that is great. I read I read the, uh, the Boss of Her. Um, I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved all three of them.
1: W- weren't they great? They were. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It was mm-hmm.
0: a, a really fun idea, too. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So we will look for uh, for Your Eyes Only in January. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, thanks again, Julie. Okay, you bet, Anita. Thank you. All right. And um, thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty.